you experienced? Have you ever been experienced? And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 417, a.k.a. Year 8, Week 45, uh, coming at you this week. As always, I am your host, Mr. Richie Rich, along with MC and KS. And since this is your regularly scheduled, somewhat regularly scheduled Saturday broadcast, uh, if you were paying attention last week and paying attention to the clubhouse, uh, we're about an hour later than we would usually start the live broadcast, but I clicked all the buttons to invite people to see if they wanted to join in, Um, and that's what you can do, so you can find us uh, on the clubhouse. The club is the Anarchist Experience, or you can at me, at Riches for Rich, to get the little button clicks to let you know when we're live. Uh, That being said... What is going on with you guys this week? Um, well, I want to talk about the Bitcoin legislation that's being passed around. Um, anybody else want to talk about anything else? <laughs> well, oh, I'm curious as to the Bitcoin legislation, because the big one on everyone's radar right now is the TikTok legislation. Is it? Are they sneaking it in with that, past that, parallel to no, that? No, yeah, the TikTok is, is something uh, separate. That That's where they want to... Uh, legalize spying on everybody and uh, being able to imprison anybody that they declare is uh, using a computer in a anti-government way, I guess. Right. And I guess I I just assumed that they would declare Bitcoin to be one of those computer uses in an anti-government way. So what's what's the Bitcoin one coming down? Yeah. So the Bitcoin one is... Uh, a bill that the bankers came up with and they sent it to all the state's uh, legislations. And they, they tried to pass it as, oh, just a normal update of, you know, terms and conditions and, you know, definitions and just, just uh, you know, to make banking clear or whatever. But it's like 200 pages long. <laughs> and inside of it, it says, oh, yeah, and by the way, we're going to uh, legalize a central bank digital currency and oh, make okay. and make cri- cryptocurrencies illegal. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah. Really? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so they tried to sneak that one by and uh I think it was the governor of Montana that said that read it and said, "Oh, this looks look what's in here. You shouldn't pass this." And now, uh, you know, Tucker Carlson got it and uh and Reason magazine and everybody else is talking about it too. Um and now DeS- DeSantis chimed in too. And uh, this is this is something that makes makes me like him. Um, so he says, uh, not only are we not going to uh, pass that bill, but in Florida they're going to make the CBDC illegal to trade in in Florida. So no 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 Fed crypto in Florida. So yeah, I might have to move there eventually. De- DeSantis is a little hit and miss, sure, in sure. my opinion. In a lot of ways, so I don't know if it, I don't know if a move there is going to be the option. Um, so what's, what's a big miss for you? Uh, the, the whole uh, shutting down Disney. Well, 
if, right? uh, if, if, if you think, oh, it just depends what you think the, you know, the well, government, whereas the, I may the not like job there is right. Whereas I may not like big corporations, you know, dominating markets. Right. I also don't like government taking over private property. So. Well, sure. So basically if you assume that the government of Florida owns all of Florida and except for this little area called Disney. Yeah. Um, then it's like what what Florida should have done is the government of Florida should just fuck off and and uh, they're you know <laughs> that's what I'm saying they're, they're, oh let's make it equal now all of you can do whatever you want um, right but that's not the direction they went they went like we're taking this land from Disney right the the state is taking private you know is taking control over private lands I I missed that well yeah elaborate on what that one happened. Uh, I mean, that's that's the summary. So Disney owns yeah, land. Which, which I'm not really sure about because um, D- Disney was operating differently than everybody else. Understood. So they, had, they had special privileges. Well, they had special privileges, and the argument from the Florida governor was, Disney, this big old corporation and their woke agenda is not paying their fair share of taxes to the good state of Florida. Therefore, we're going to institute a special council to oversee their operations and take back the land that they have autonomously controlled for all these years. Yeah. I mean, to, to be fair, uh, Disney was trying to insert themselves outside of uh, their land. So they were trying to uh, control politics that has nothing to do with them. Um, and so, so they were a threat to the the way things work outside of Disney. Sure. But that's, that's also their prerogative, right? As a private landowner and, 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 you know, a private entity, right? Voters all over the country are trying to assert control over the arms of the government to control their geographic region. Right. And we don't say, well, the government should shut them down. Right. We say the market should free them up and get rid of the government. And so in the case of Florida, Right, Disney can assert all the control it wants over its own little fiefdom, right? And if you get rid of the Florida government, uh, then whoever owns that other land around them, who or, you know, aside from the government, right, would be able to defend accordingly against whatever Disney's doing at that time. But I, what I again, what I don't like is a government going like, well, you've been you've been operating tax free for so long. That we're going to put an end to it now, right? That's that's wasn't the, that the original agreement in order to entice them to come there in the first place? Yeah. And and what is it that rankled uh, DeSantis that that they wanted? Was it something to do with these schools and the woke agenda or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Disney's putting on a gay parade. Okay, and what business is that of the governor? Then he just says we don't want you to put on a gay parade. So therefore we're going to try and retract this agreement of that, that brought you here in the first place. Is yes. That what it, is he doesn't, he doesn't like Disney aligning themselves with the LGBTQ community and is therefore mm-hmm. trying to take back, you know, Disney's autonomy. Now the, the secondary wrinkle to that is uh, the day of Disney hamstrung the government of Florida 
with the nice little secret end around play and has embarrassed the governor. So the governor put like a special counsel in charge, uh, like the Reddy Creek district or something or other to oversee Disney and everything that Disney does or whatever in that area has to go through this special counsel. And then after he put the special counsel into place and got booted all the, you know, handpicked board of directors and put in his own people, uh, they went, um, we can't really do anything because the day you put us in place or like, you know, the day of, uh, Disney signed an agreement with the old council that basically gives them, uh, autonomy over everything except like road maintenance, uh, for an, ex- you know, for an indefinite period of time. <laughs> it's, it's signed, sealed, delivered in, in, you know, open, open forum type of thing. Just the governor wasn't paying attention to it because he's so focused on other nonsense um, that Disney got one over on him and his special counsel that he thought he was going to use to get back at Disney uh, has no no power at the moment. So he's going to try and sue them as well. You can't do that. You followed the law <laughs> and got one over on me. So I'm now going to sue you, Disney. So the counsel that the governor set up to control Disney um didn't go his way and so uh so now he's throwing a little shit gonna, like a kid huh yeah and the the funniest thing about it i don't know i forget what the clause is actually called it's like a uh a, a, a kingdom clause or something like that where uh the agreement stays into effect until 21 years after the last descendant of king charles the third passes away or, or something like that and so there's like there's no end in sight and all the you know all florida all the florida council can do is like pave the roads for disney and that's about it could they stop uh, stop paying paving the roads why would they need to do that i mean if it's a autonomous region then it seems like that would be leverage that the governor could use if he wanted to oh well, we're just no longer going to do that for you, you have yeah to, I, I don't think disney really cares expenses. about that yeah, I'm sure it's a minor <laughs> expense for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they pave all their own roads at Disneyland anyway. This is just like, no, no, no. Your authority extends to like paving the roads and we'll take it from here, guys, type of a thing. Mm-hmm. It was more of a concession from Disney, if anything else, you know, like mm-hmm. a, what's the, I don't know the word I'm looking for, a little, a, a small little F you on the way out type of thing. But anyway. Okay, so back to this other thing with regard to um, cryptocurrency. MC liked about uh, DeSantis's position on cryptocurrencies. Um, um, he says that we're not going to accept the government's digital currency. Is that right? What's right. CD? Yeah. And um, and what what else was? <clears throat> and and they're going to start up their own uh, crypto exchange uh, where they can trade uh, Bitcoin. How does the government okay. differentiate between central bank digital currency and crypto digital currency? Like, is there a distinction between digital and cryptocurrency? You know, is, is one, that, I mean, that's one of way of other? looking at it. So, so if, if the central bank runs a cryptocurrency, they can make it however they want and they can force people to use it and they can track people and, shut off their accounts at any time and they can tell you what you can spend the money on. And But if, but can, if cryptocurrency is outlawed, the central bank digital currency being a subset of cryptocurrency would subsequently also no, be outlawed. 
No, they 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 made a special exemption exemption from for themselves, of course. They make it legal tender, meaning you're only allowed to use that one. Is that yeah? Essentially, the the method. I mean, same way with all currencies. Um, um, well, that's another BS part of you know the the currency situation in general is. I'm pretty sure somewhere in one of those government documents, right, it says states may only use uh, gold and silver as legal tender, right? So wouldn't they even need, like, a constitutional amendment of some kind to even institute any sort of state digital currency? Uh, they've already done that. I forget the law. Oh. It's not a – I don't think it's an amendment. Well, it's got to be an amendment. <laughs> well, how do we get paper dollars? Well, p- paper dollars are federally issued. Yeah, right? so you make a digital currency that's federally, federally, federally issued. That's well, then, okay, but the why hand? Why are they handing all this stuff out to the states? Then that's that, I guess that's where my I'm just making a distinction. If the governors have to pass a law individually in each state, right? And Montana, I don't, and I, don't I don't know if they have to, but okay. if if you can get twenty states on board before you you make the, the federal government, you know, mandate it, then, then it's much easier. Say, look, we're, we're already doing these CBDCs and it works. And so make it, make it a law for everybody else to, to accept it. So the federal government would make it a law that the states must accept it. Eventually. Yeah. Okay. And I guess, all right. I guess in my mind for the states to, to make, for the states to make something legal tender, um, that would require an amendment. My my uneducated const, my constitutionally uneducated opinion. Well, it, it's not making it legal tender. It's just saying that it's it's legal to use CBDCs and not legal to use other cryptocurrencies. Okay. Well, all right. So dollars dollars would still be the legal tender, and this other stuff would just be out there. Well, the, you can already put the other stuff out there. Barter's already allowed, right? Okay, like, but they're going to make it illegal to. To barter, barter with for, cryptocurrency? Yes, except for the government's one. I don't know how they can do that. I can barter with whatever I want. Okay. <laughs> I mean, barter. They, they, made, they made gold Ill- illegal at one point, gold coins. They said, oh, you can't use them. You have to turn them in. Well, yeah, yes, they did. And I would, I would again, call that unconstitutional confiscation. I would, too, but they did it anyway. So it okay. doesn't matter. Like these laws don't matter if right. they're constitutional or not. It's just can they do it, and they can. I mean, the, the Utah goldback was originated because of the the constitutional rule that states may only make gold or silver legal tender, right? And then cool. the, the the mint at Utah went, well, if that's the case, here's some gold that we can now use, and mm-hmm. it is spread, you know, through a handful of states so far as tradable. As tradable barter, right? You know, here's one one thousandth of an ounce of gold for, you know, that cup of coffee you've got there. Yep, sounds good. Yeah, and it's not yeah, like so it's not like they can shut down the Bitcoin network, right? It just, what's the likelihood that that law is going to pass? I mean, it's good that it was that the alert the alarm bells went out all over and people got aware well, of what's in I, it. I don't know if any government has signed it yet. I I think it's dead in Hawaii. I'm not sure though. So we'll have to ask some somebody who's close to the government. Um but it was sent here. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were you know, so they had to go debate on it. 
or not debate, you know, <laughs> how they do it here is run, run things through as fast as they can. Um, yeah. But anyway, the, 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 the cool, the cool thing I wanted to just bring it up is, you know, DeSantis said he's going to make it illegal for people to use the central bank digital currency and they're going to start their own Bitcoin exchange. And that's, uh, quite a, a difference from just not signing it okay it's it's a difference right but it's still strongman tactics right because yeah. if you want to use the cbdc right because he's got a petty feud with the democrats currently in charge he's going to forbid democrats from using it if they want to and i wouldn't i wouldn't call that a positive move for liberty either Right, that's just that's yeah. that's just us going like, well, he's backing the thing we like, so we support him, which is you know the mo for Republicans and Democrats. It's a little bit different because he's attacking a government, another government agency creating something, which is different than outlawing um, private actions. Okay, well, if he if he outlawed the trade of goods and services in yen or yuan. Right? Would you support that as well? Then I would like mm-hmm. to give you this mouse and cell phone, but if you give me one thousand Japanese yen, you can't do it in Florida because DeSantis doesn't like Asians. Right? That's a government good, currency. Good point. It's a, it's another form of legal tender. Yeah. Um, I don't even yeah, care okay. if it's legal tender. I should be able to do what I want. That's liberty. If I, if I think that the CDBC or whatever is going to be valuable and long-term holding of wealth, right? Like, I should be able to attach yeah. my cart to that horse. I don't, I don't know. If, I wouldn't, but I should be able to. It, should, I don't know. It, it depends. So, if, if it? you think... Because... Yeah, it's, hard, it's hard to put this in words, but uh, CBDCs are potentially the worst possible thing for liberty ever. And to try to keep it out of out of a state, I think, is is probably a good thing. Like it's let's say, you know, forty nine states say, Oh yeah, we're all on these C B D Cs and and that's the only thing we're allowed to use. And and you have one state, would that one state be better served by saying, Okay, you can use it if you want or not at all here. And so basically it's, it's, it is a, a fight against something that is uh, terrible for the central government to have. And if, if half the people in your state are using that terrible thing, then you're at a disadvantage already because that, the, the central bank then has control over half the people in your state. And so you're, you've already lost at that point. So the only thing you can do is make it illegal, and well, and then 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 you have at least a fighting chance. So I, I want I want to make a couple of comments on that. It sounds like, right, the way you worded it, it sounds like this boogeyman is so great, right, that oh, yeah. we must compromise our principles to prevent it from getting in. And secondary to that, people already use dollars, right, which is one of the oh, worst do- currencies you can use. Yeah, but do- dollars are are nowhere near as 
bad of a system as CBDCs will be. Okay. Yeah, an interesting but, but around here, here is that I don't the have CBDCs are an intrusive uh, device. The dollar is not right. Um, w- w- I'm guessing that this is this is an important distinction between. It's the same reason the government is wants to outlaw, and so many governors, probably DeSantis too, want to outlaw TikTok because it's used as a Trojan horse to um, gather information for a government. Yes, but it, again, even that one. Right is our Trojan horses are fine, right? Patriot Act, all that other uh, SESTA, FOSTA, whatever spy on you legislation, fine, right? But the Chinese, we got to stop them from spying. Only Americans can spy on Americans, not those dirty Chineses over there, right? The the problem with TikTok is not that it's spying; it's that it's Chinese spying. American spying, perfectly fine. Chinese spying, forget it. Right. Well, that's what the CB, CBDC is uh, is asserting that they, that they can spy and it's okay. It's for good purpose because the uh, the government, our government, is doing it. Yeah, I see what the distinction is. Yeah. But perhaps uh, um, another method might be done. Yeah, you can use it. Uh, like you can use TikTok if you want. But you can't use uh, the CBDC in payment of taxes and and settlement of debts in the state of. Um, that's the way they. That's the way they assert legal tender laws, uh, saying that. Yeah. You'll be prosecuted for putting up a comp- competition like a, a, a cryptocurrency, and you'll also be required to accept CBDC payments um, for the payment of taxes and. Settlement of debts in the courts. Well, you can. The, the governor of uh, Florida might go that direction, not outlaw it, but say, "Sorry, we're not going to accept those in the payment of taxes." Yeah, that's another important distinction, right? I if I set up shop, I can accept whatever currency I want, right? And and at one point in time, I think it's closed down since there was a Bitcoin store that opened up in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Right, run by an activist. And the only currency they accepted for goods and services was Bitcoin. And they weren't shut down for it, right? The, the store was allowed to exist because customers did not incur a debt, right? It was a trade for goods and services. What confounded things, what made it clunky early on, was that in order to do so, they put a Bitcoin vending machine in the store, Right, you're like, well, how much is this? And they'd say, like, you know, 58 Satoshi. Right, and then you have to go to the Bitcoin vending machine, insert your dollars, right, get your Satoshis, and then make your payment at the register. Right, but it was, it was, you know, it was activism, it was proof of concept. But just because something is legal tender doesn't mean you have to use it in trade, right? It just means it can be used, as you said, KS. I don't know if that's what it means. <laughs> that's what it means. I'm, it's the settlement of debts and, and tax purposes. I'm, I'm pretty sure that the government does say that you have to accept dollars. Yeah, for payment. payment of debt. This note is legal tender for all debts, public and private, right? But if you want me to do a job and I say, you know, like that'll cost you a Bitcoin well, just for, for ease of ease of conversation, Right, and you agree to pay me in Bitcoin, and I do the job, and you pay me in Bitcoin, right? 
the government ought not interfere with that trade. Now, if I do the job and you don't pay me in Bitcoin and I sue you in government court, right, then you can settle that debt in dollars, right? But if you walk into my store and you put a bag of Doritos on the counter and say, well, that'll be a Bitcoin, right? And you say, I'd rather pay in dollars. I'm saying, well, then you cannot have that bag of Doritos. And there's no debt incurred okay. yet. I, I, I hear you, but I, I don't really know if that's the way it works. They, they didn't shut down the Bitcoin store because it was a Bitcoin well, store. Well, I understand that. That's one scenario. Yeah. And, may, and maybe they just didn't want to fight them at that moment. Um, maybe they weren't super popular, but I'm, I'm pretty sure if Tesla tried to do it and they didn't, you know, pay tax on it or something like that, they'd be like, uh, yeah. no, you can't do that. Well, Actually, that, would, that, that was, would be the other thing. That's a good point that they, just because they didn't shut it down doesn't mean that they allowed it or that it was, they were okay with it. The, the Liberty dollar was used uh, for, you know, four or five years. They had $20 million worth of um, gold certificates, silver certificates that were issuing based backed with gold and silver. And, and from all indications, because they had been using it without complaint from the U.S. Treasury Department, they thought that then it was legal until the government then went in and confiscated all their gold and shut them down and prosecuted the guy for five years of uh, domestic terrorism, they called it. All right. So, I mean, it, when it becomes public and makes enough noise and attention, then that gets their attention, yeah. So, okay, I, man, put me on the spot, KS. Whereas I love the Liberty Dollar and I really admire Bernard von Nuthaus... Um, the methodology in which he used to spread the message of the Liberty Dollar um, was shady. And being shady, I think, is what got him in trouble. Uh, explain the shady. So he would stamp $20 worth of silver with an MSRP of $50. And he would say, when you go to spend this, just drop it in the hand of the merchant. Let them feel the weight of it. Let them look at it. And let them see that it's stamped at $50. Right? So I go to, I go to you know, wherever, to the store, and I buy a baseball cap for $40. Right? And I drop this marked $50 piece of silver in the merchant's hand and he gives me $10 in change what well, turns out that piece of silver is only worth 20 bucks because that's what the that's what the schedule that Bernard von Nothaus had his silver you know stamped at right and he didn't make it clear that when you did this that you were telling them uh, that this is not US dollars this is not uh, Federal Reserve notes right it was it was a gray area where the merchant then had to figure it out on its own as to whether or not he wanted to take this ounce of silver stamped at $50 or reject it. Whereas, I'm going to go back to the goldbacks, right? If you want to spend goldbacks here in New Hampshire, right, the store out front will say goldbacks accepted, right? And so for the Liberty Dollar, if they wanted to get merchant involvement, right, they probably should have worked on getting merchants to accept it rather than dropping it into the hand of a, of a uh, you know, 
um, I'm going to say uh, minimum wage cashier and have her assume that this is a $50 coin minted by the U.S. government. And that's what got him in trouble. Well, um, as I understand it, he was prosecuted for uh, counterfeiting. Yes. But that's not, um, uh, I don't think that anybody really mistook, well, maybe they, they might have mistaken those coins for for the same thing as the dollar, but those notes and all were clearly different. Understood. Um, but and, the, the um, drop was the way. That was the that was what they told Liberty Dollar holders to do to start getting Liberty Dollars into circulation. It was to trick merchants into accepting it well above the spot value of the silver. Okay, yeah, that's a that's a good point. It might be a deception there, but on the other hand, you get in your hand um, a chunk of silver which is tradable for dollars. Right. Or you get a U.S. $50 bill, which is, um, it's paper. Understood. And in either case, it's just whatever you think somebody else is willing to trade it for in the future, you know. I agree with you. But when, it, when I have $40 of, of merchandise on the counter, right, and I hand somebody the equivalent of $20 worth of silver, and I you know, show the cashier, the minimum wage cashier, that, no, look, this is 50 right? And they take it. To me, it may not be wrong, but it's definitely shady. It's, there's definitely a gray area there where you're not being forthright with the trade. Okay, you know, that's, that's a good point. Right. If they said like, you know, forty dollars or one ounce of silver, right? Or in this case, you know, in my example, it would be forty dollars or two ounces of silver, right? Then I would be forced to fork over one hundred dollar MSRP of Liberty Dollar you know, rounds as opposed to the one that I'm handing over and then getting changed back as well. All right. I understand the deception and that's gone and done in the past and and this, that store is also something i'm i'm not concerned about um what i am concerned about is the cbdc's it's i guess it's going to be the biggest anti-freedom thing that's happened to the u.s since the dollar um, it, it may be and again <laughs> and so and also the the tiktok bill on top of that is uh the the uh, on the same caliber as the cbdc bill so Mm. And, and what I'm also suggesting is Florida, even though they might be the ones rejecting CBDC, right, still may not be the place to move um, because, again, here in New Hampshire, right, uh, there's enough places in certain areas where you can survive with minimal Federal Reserve notes. So sure. Captain Kickass, one of the hosts of Free Talk Live um, on air, so I don't think I'm breaking any secrets here writes like one check per month to pay like his electric bill or something like that to the to you know to the government electric company because or maybe the water bill because they don't take uh they don't take cryptocurrency every other expense that he incurs right for the most part he is able to pay in either crypto or goldbacks and so he is like 95 percent using crypto and goldbacks 
day to day in Keene, New Hampshire. And they just opened up like a goldback store, like a couple miles from me here in Manchester as well, where you can, you know, have a gold account. So, so what I worry about is 20 states agreeing to CBDCs and then the federal government pushing it down to all the other states. Yeah, but we're not going to use it. Yeah, well, good luck. <laughs> no, it's, it's not a matter of good luck, right? The, the local community sustains this man, right? And, until, until it doesn't anymore, until it's, until it's illegal and they enforce it. Right, right now, you're, you're describing something that they're just not enforcing. And I'm also uh, suggesting that they can't enforce it. Not here. There's, there's, there's too much circulation and, and too big of a community at this point, right, that if they institute CBDC will only grow larger, right? I, I don't think so. I think if, if they say, oh, this is illegal now, I think 90% of people will just bend over. And no. then you're left with 10, 10% of that community that are the holdouts. Like right, right now, it, like I'm actually surprised that, that cryptocurrency is where it is. Okay. Like, I, I'm surprised the government has been step step in already and be like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they try. Yeah. Right. They they. I mean, all, they all they'd have to do is go. Fail. Well, they they could shut down Coinbase and and uh, all the all the exchanges, and then most people would just be like, oh, I guess I can't do that anymore. <laughs> you know. Most people. Eat, most people on the exchanges eat, might say that. Right, but I've never I've never been on an exchange. That might not be true. I might have signed up once a long time ago, but I'm I've never done any banking on an exchange. Right, I've never purchased crypto, sold crypto, on on or through an exchange. Yeah, well, that's that's how most people do Bitcoin trades. No, I get it. Right, but all that you know in other countries, right, where they like you know China, where every time China tries to crack down or do whatever they do to cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, right? The, the price fluctuates a little bit, um, but the Chinese still pump away at it. So it's, you know, the, it is my opinion that the network itself sustains itself. And I'm also okay with it going back to the underground, right? It was supposed to be our currency, our anarchist currency anyway, right? Yeah, that was yeah, the whole fucking idea. I don't want wide adoption. I don't want regulation. I didn't even want them to know about it. Right. Well, you would want wide adoption, even if it's not regulated in underground. I mean, you want people accepting it for all the things you want to buy it, exchange it for. Yeah, but I don't care if grandma knows how to, you know, how to open up a wallet at the supermarket. Right. Well, there might be a, time that um, you want to help out grandma and uh, you don't want to have to convert it to dollars in order to, to help her out. You want to do it uh, an easy and convenient way. Personally, no, I don't. I don't care. That's my point. Right. I don't, okay, I don't yeah. care if the whole world uses it. I just want our people to have access to it. Right. Cause what, what, what happened was, as soon as it started to get partially popular, right, then all of these exchanges and all the early crypto, comp- all the early Bitcoin companies 
went to the government and said, well, we're kind of hamstrung. We don't know what to do. You need to make rules for us to follow. Right? We don't know what to do with this until you tell us what we're allowed to do rather than just doing it. And that came because it expanded beyond the core principled members of alternative currency, anarchist money, right? Getting away from the Federal Reserve, right? And then other cryptocurrencies popped up like Ripple, right? Whose sole purpose was to integrate into the legacy banking system, right? So people could go in and out of banking and crypto, missing the whole point of the whole idea behind this was to get away from central banking and away from the Federal Reserve and away from government money, right? And as soon as it got relatively popular outside of anarchist circles, they started begging for rules to follow from the state. And I would, I would gladly take the lower, you know, the lower dollar value of Bitcoin, right, from the late aughts and early teens of the 20s, right, in exchange for uh, the government has no involvement and this is not tied to the banks. Things might cost more in Bitcoin, right, but you'd have more Bitcoin, you know, like the, 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 the price of goods denominated in Bitcoin would be different. It'd be back to the 20000 or $10,000, 10000 Bitcoin for two pizzas, right? Instead of 10,000 Satoshi for one pizza or whatever that, whatever the numbers happen to be now. Because that, that wouldn't matter. Like the dollar value wouldn't matter. It would just be traded for whatever, you know, whatever the market deemed appropriate for goods and services amongst people, amongst anarchists, right? Trading their goods and services in their own community, right? All right. You need groceries. You go to the farmer down the road who takes Bitcoin. You need, you need, uh, you need, you know, meat. You go to the rancher down the road who takes meat or gives out meat for Bitcoin, right? You want someone to work on your car? Shall we go to headlines? Right. You go to the mechanic down the road <laughs> who does mechanical work for Bitcoin. And all of that exists already here. Right? There are people that there's a, there's a real estate company, right, owned by a free state project member, right, that takes rent in Bitcoin. Dollar adjusted, of course, because that's still the standard, right? But at some point, won't be. It'll just be whatever, it, you know, whatever they agree to in Bitcoin. And I don't think the institution of a centrally backed digital currency is going to stop that. And I don't think a government law banning Bitcoin is going to stop that within this community. Okay. Well, I hope we don't find out. <laughs> and I hope you don't move to Florida just for the protection of Governor DeSantis. Because regardless... Well, be, I, let's put it this way. I, I would move to... If, if, if it came to... If the CBDC comes down and, and they make uh, crypto illegal, I, w I will go to wherever my, my crypto is uh, most readily accepted. And if that's New Hampshire, then New Hampshire. Then you should Florida already be here. <laughs> right? They're, they're, the vending machines are still up. There's still places that take crypto. And as I said, you know, in the alternative currency scene, 
uh, aside from like their home base in Utah, right? The only other, uh, the only other gold back store is right here in Manchester, New Hampshire. So if you don't like, if you don't like federal reserve notes, you can get some gold backs. You can set up a gold back account, much like the Liberty dollar. They warehouse that shit for a fee, right? Or I think they warehouse gold and silver for a fee. Um, goldbacks, I think you can have a goldback account for, for free, whatever. But it's our, like, the front line is here. And the, whatever line DeSantis draws in Florida, right, is like one election away from swinging back the other way. Headlines. All right. Crypto Prodigy 23 is abducted and tortured. After scamming investors out of $29 million before blowing $12 million on fleet of supercars, luxury vacations, and a private jet. A headline, violent protest is a death knell for freedom. A headline, the government is turning border surveillance on everyday Americans. Headline, to fight the state, build alternatives to the state. A headline, French woman arrested for insulting the president. Uh, headline, politics is turning us into idiots. And finally, headline, police traveled 500 miles to seize girl's pet goat for slaughter. Which one of those is jumping out at you? <laughs> the last one. Pet goat? <laughs> All right. This one, I've, I've read through this, and, the, you know, it's, it's funny. Um it's got an interesting moral dilemma here as well. So let's do it. A nine-year-old backed out of a deal to sell her pet goat for slaughter. Local officials and sheriff deputies used the power of the state to force her to go through with it. A federal, loss, a federal civil lawsuit alleges that sheriff deputies from Shasta County, California, traveled across the state to seize the little girl's beloved pet goat for slaughter. New reporting details how they may have violated the law in doing so. According to the lawsuit in June 2022, Jessica Long and her daughter, who was nine years old and only referred to as EL, attended the Shasta District Fair. The fair includes a junior livestock auction in which members of 4-H youth programs exhibit farm animals, farm animals they've raised. At the end, the animals are sold to the highest bidder to be slaughtered for meat. The fair takes 7% of the sale and the kids get to keep the rest. In April, Long purchased her daughter a goat whom she named Cedar. From then until the fair, E.L. fed and cared for Cedar every day. She bonded with the animal just as she would have bonded with a puppy and loved him as a family pet. At the fair, State Senator Brian Dahl was Cedar's highest bidder, pledging $902. But by then, E.L. had second thoughts about sending her new four-legged friend to die. She and her mother tried to withdraw Cedar from competition, but were told the rules forbid it. After the auction, E.L. refused to leave Cedar's side, sobbing next to him in his pen. At this point, before money had changed hands, Long and her daughter sought to terminate the contract. California law allows that a contract of a minor may be disaffirmed. Long told representatives of the fair that she would happily pay the 7% fee that would have resulted from the sale, in this case $63.14, and took Cedar home. Anticipating controversy, she later took the goat to another farm in Sonora County, more than 200 miles away. 
But in the following days, B.J. McFarland, Livestock Manager of the Shasta District Fair and Event Center, the state agency that runs the fair, called Long and told her that if she did not return Cedar, he would have her charged with felony grand theft. Long offered to let the fair association keep the entire $902, but McFarland would not budge. She also reached out to Dahl, who agreed that he would not resist her efforts to save Cedar from slaughter. In an email to the fair association, Long wrote of her efforts to make it right with the buyer in the fairgrounds, mentioning Dahl's support and offering to pay for the goat and any other expenses I caused. But Melanie Silva, CEO of the fair association, was unmoved. Silva wrote back that while she was not unsympathetic to EL's plight, please understand the fair industry is set up to teach our youth responsibility and for future generations of ranchers and farmers to learn the process and efforts it takes to raise quality meats. Making an exception for you will only teach our youth that they do not have to abide by the rules that are set up for all participants. She concluded that it was out of my hands and Long would need to bring the goat back to the Shasta District Fair immediately. According to records received by the Sacramento Bee, Silva then emailed an official with the state's Department of Food and Agriculture saying that an organizer of a local community barbecue had contacted her lawyers regarding the theft of the goat donated to the barbecue. Two weeks after the fair, Sheriff's Sheriff's Detective Jeremy Ashby sought and received a search warrant directing two officers to drive more than 500 miles in order to seize Cedar and return him to Shasta County. The warrant authorized the search of a goat rescue in Napa County, but Cedar was not there. After searching the rescue, the officers drove over to Sonoma County and took Cedar from the farm, even though that property wasn't listed on the warrant. In a court filing, the officers contended that no warrant was necessary to retrieve Cedar at the Sonoma Farms, as they had consent from the property owner to retrieve the goat. In an amended complaint filed in February, Long claimed that officers were then required by law to hold Cedar or deliver him to the magistrate so the court could determine Cedar's ownership. But instead, they independently deemed unknown third parties to be the owners of Cedar and delivered him back to the fairgrounds. Perplexingly, Long is not certain what actually happened to Cedar. At this time, we don't have specific information and we can only speculate, her Tony told the Bee. While it hasn't been confirmed as a factual matter, we believe the goat Cedar has been killed. Long filed a federal lawsuit in September 2022 against all three officers, alleging violation of the 4th and 14th Amendment and seeking damages. While Long and her daughter admittedly sought to terminate a contract, it's hard to imagine a worse state response at any stage of the process. If both Long and Dahl agreed to terminate the contract and Long agreed to reimburse the fare for its share of the purchase, then who was harmed? Oh, that's the end. (laughs) (laughs) Um... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, nobody was harmed. Um, they should have just taken the money and, and been happy. Then no story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, it sounds uh, like there's an enormous expense to go hunt down this. Uh, and that, that had to have been far more than the cost of the goat, right? Well, the goat was $902. So Yeah. So the cost of sending two officers to roam around to, to find this goat in various counties... Um, well, I'm sure the cost of that must have been a lot more than the cost of the goat, right? Sure. Well, I would, I would imagine based on their hourly pay and the time it takes to drive two officers 500 miles. 
Yeah. So do taxpayers have grounds for suing the fair that that uh, engaged the <laughs> the officers or you know for the compensation? I don't right. know. I mean, there are a lot of issues in there, and in a way, it seemed, you know, it seems like okay, there's a contract, just enforcement of the contract, uh, but it does make you wonder. Well, what what does the law uh, allow for cancellation of a contract? Does that ever occur in other industries where it's, um, you know, uh, uh, is there a, a fee then for canceling a contract, or yeah. does it have to be? Uh, fully enforced. Um, I'm guessing that there are all kinds of circumstances where there are, are contracts that are canceled or abrogated, and they don't uh, go and enforce full compliance anyway. I mean, like if somebody says, "Well, I'll work for you," and then they um, don't show up for work and say, "I changed my mind. I'm going to work for another employer instead." Do they send the officers over to that person and and say, "Sorry, you signed a contract. You're gonna gonna work for this uh, school." And so they depends if it's at will or not, you. right? At will. <laughs> no, I don't think you can force anybody to work. <laughs> well, but you can you that's can take point. damages if they don't. But that that's yeah. the point. Yeah. So yeah. you 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 do it another way. And so in this in this case with with the goat, um, uh, there there was a fee to cancel the contract, and I thought it was. Paid right. <laughs> so. There was no fee. She agreed. I you said sixty sixty seven dollars or something. Well, that was that was the that was the vig that the auction that the livestock auction takes for mm-hmm. the sale. Like you know, it's it's not a it's not a cancellation fee. It's the the auction for 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 for, for performing the auction takes seven percent of the sale price. So they got seven mm-hmm. percent out of all the livestock that was auctioned off that day. Yeah. Right. And so they take $63, uh, the girl and her mom get $850, right, or $840. But they gave, but they gave the $150 back. Right. Right, okay. And, and agreed to pay the fee. So they, like, they were going to be out money yeah. in this case. But that, that's an offer, right? That's not, that's not dictated by contract or tort, Right. That's just, hey, we're trying to make this right. Do you accept our counter offer and we'll in effect buy the goat back from you? And would um wouldn't due process require that it be um that the goat be then held until fully adjudicated so that there is due process rather than Taking it over to someone who's going to execute it so that it, I mean uh, slaughter it so that then it's uh, a moot case. I mean, was right. that was that's that part of the complaint? Company? Yeah, right. They 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 did not deliver it to the magistrate uh, as law would require. They took it somewhere else, presumed to be slaughtered. Mm-hmm. Right. The other interesting thing is, you know, when they reached out to the guy who won the auction, right? He's he's out his meat, right? But he would he agreed that he would not resist her efforts to save Cedar from slaughter, which is. You know he's a he's a state senator, so it makes sense that he would. Yeah, a lot of popularity <laughs> is going to be lost there. He, well, like and his, and the know. way it's worded, right? Like you know, I won't resist your efforts to save Cedar. I'm not going to get involved in this, right? But presumably, he paid his eight hundred and he paid his nine hundred and two dollars, right? 
and he is now do goat meat of some kind. All right. Yeah, but so he agrees. He agrees just to get back the money instead of the goat. And so the only people um, pushing this is the fair because they say, well, you know, we're trying to teach everybody this thing. This, uh, but I mean, if they're trying to teach them, uh, this is part of the of what the whole issue is. People get attached to their animals and they change their minds, and that's part of the learned lesson. Well, uh, and I would also say part of the learned lesson is abiding by your contract. And abide by uh, due process. If sure. If they violated the law in, in slaughtering the animal before the f- completion of due process, then yeah. uh, part of the lesson is um, maybe, <laughs> I suppose that this uh, little girl is is probably going to wind up with a big settlement um, for the violation of due process. Well, if, if you're calling... Financially. If you're, sure. If you're saying there's a violation of due process... Right? Was it wasn't it not a violation of some sort of due process uh, to remove the goat entirely and try to hide it at some farm two hundred miles away? Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Well, but like I say, when there's a failure to perform a contract, um, I I imagine that there are lots of ways that they've handled this. Uh, um, the failure to perform a contract by fines and penalties rather than by right. executing the contract. So un- unless the execution of the contract, unless the goat was going to be slaughtered on site, right? You, you mm-hmm. buy the contract, you go to the magistrate, you get like a stay of execution or whatever that is. Right. Mm-hmm. They, they, they put a hold on the slaughter of the goat until it can be adjudicated. And the goat stays in the possession of, you know, whomever at that time. Right, yeah. So, the first mis- the first mistake, right, mm-hmm. was running away with the goat, right. And so, if she's willing to like, you know, offering to pay for the goat and any other expenses she caused, right, taking the goat two hundred miles away, causing a manhunt or goat hunt in this case, <laughs> right, she should have to pay the wages of those officers then that had to go out all out of their way to retrieve the goat. Right, because if she just left it at the fairground, right, and and put a you know, I don't know what the what the um, I I knew it at one point. I don't remember the word. The stay of execution, right, from the local magistrate. Yeah, and then uh, and then her best chance is then to have it uh, go to trial since she's being charged with a felony, and then have a a whole jury. Um, yeah. Then. Well, she's being charged uh, with a felony because she ran away with the goat. Yeah. Right? This was a contract dispute until she took the goat. Right? This was the the livestock manager of the fair, right? And if she did not return the goat, he'd have a charge with felony grand theft. So presumably... Since she's a minor, too, probably there's a whole lot of different conditions for this than if she was an adult. Well, that's that's the first part of it, where it says California law allows that a contract by a minor may be disaffirmed. So, who signed the contract, right? And, mm. you know, if a law states that a contract by a minor may be disaffirmed, right, then that throws the entire livestock, you know, the entire youth livestock auction into disarray, right? Because presumably it's all youths learning a lesson 
about livestock as the livestock manager noted down at the bottom, right? If you can, if you can auction off your livestock and then because it's a youth name on the contract back out at any time, right? Then what's, what's the, what's the reason that people would go and bid knowing that they may not get what they want, even though they paid for it. Right. Again, well, if this I'm wasn't that they then build into those contracts, um, insurance clauses, you know, that, that, uh, that guard against. No, you can't. Because, risk. No, you can't because the whole contract can be disaffirmed because it's signed by a minor. Well, but then if there's a, a, a provision in there that, that if it is, um, disavowed by a, a minor, um, then there's, um, an insurance clause that's already paid for in a uh, in a contract. I, I it would have to be a, you'd, it you'd, would have to be a separate contract with the insurance company directly, right? Maybe. Because anything well, I, I, anything yeah. written into the contract signed by the minor may be disaffirmed. Sure, including so the insurance people, clause. Right. So okay. Well, at any rate, I think that's where you've run into the whole thing here, where it would have. Had it gone to the magistrate to to sort out this whole issue of a, a minor, it would have thrown the whole case out. Yeah, and she would have gotten her goat back, probably. But she ran with the goat two hundred miles, causing a goat hunt. Right. Yeah, but as I think I, <laughs> I, don't, think, I don't think she caused it. The government did. <laughs> no, she ran yeah, away yeah, with yeah, the yeah. goat. The legal the legal process, right, is to go to the magistrate, have a stay of execution put in place until it could be adjudicated. You present the contract signed by a minor to the magistrate. The minor disaffirms, you know, the minor disaffirms the contract. The magistrate says uh, ownership refers back to El and the and the and the mom, right? Well, she disaffirmed the contract by by taking the goat. I mean, that's I I'll hear that out. But go ahead, <laughs> and and presuming uh, if she still considered herself by disavowing the contract still the owner of the goat, she can take the goat wherever she wants. Okay. And there's no felony. The, yeah, the state the state caused the goat hunt. That's it's that's ridiculous anyway. <laughs> <laughs> not if not if the rightful owner of the goat, right, in this case probably if 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 all of these, you know, if all of these facts are true, right, the Sastra District Fair representative probably held the goat in escrow at some point, right? You give me the goat, they give me the money. And once I have both, I satisfy both. Right? But as of right now, yeah. the goat is in you know the goat is in ownership of escrow, um, and that's why they were the ones who who demanded that the goat be retrieved. And probably in the future, um, if they feel oh well now people aren't going to buy uh, goats from children, well then they just solve that problem by saying well the contract is by the parents the the child gives or sells the the goat to their parents and then the parents put it on the block sure i'll take that too and and if if the goat was an escrow they need to they need to do better keeping track of their goats <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah right well she took they it don't and know ran. where it is it was grand well, theft no after they well, captured it again no i mean oh, yeah. when, when when she took it to the to the to the auction like at at that point she that that kid should not not have any hands on you know I agree. shouldn't be allowed anywhere near it. Sure, so. your goats, your goats up. Well, and I would say part of that, right, is parental duty too, mm-hmm. right? At at some point, you explain to your nine year old what the hell is going on, right, <laughs> and let her take her lumps, you know, to learn how to do this the right way. 
right? So I'm also going to say bad parenting on Jessica Long, right? Console the child, explain the rules, right? No, no, no. Just you were explain raised- to the to the child that it's either the goat or it's you. <laughs> uh, you know, if, if that's if that's the way you want to do it, no. But I mean, <laughs> you're part of a 4-H program, right? You raise the animal for the purpose of slaughter. This is the next step, right? Fucking deal with it now, right? <laughs> or don't, or get out of the 4-H program. This is not for you, you little tree-hugging hippie little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Well, goat hugging. You know, Whatever. Okay. You know where this goes. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. I'm going to be vegan for the rest of my life because they tried to slaughter my goat. Like, no, wasn't there, wasn't there whole cartoon movies about this? Wasn't like Babe, right? The Babe, the pig. Like, oh, they're going to raise the pig for slaughter. And like, oh, no, we can't because it's such a cute little pet pig. Like, no, it's fucking food. <laughs> if you want to raise a pet pig, you raise it as a pet and treat it as a pet. Right? If you're raising it for slaughter, you fuck, you slaughter that thing at the end of the deal because that's what you do. You don't get sympathetic towards the end because you raised it. That's not how that works. <laughs> well, it, it made for a good story, and it, and it it made the government look stupid. It made them look stupid, and everybody's just stupid now. <laughs> I, well, again, that's why I pulled it because it wasn't. Yeah, it didn't yeah. seem to be as cut and dry, right? Yeah, as yeah. Government, you know, government recklessly goes 500 miles to retrieve a goat for slaughter. <laughs> and it wasn't a pet goat. It was a sold goat that was raised for slaughter. Yep. That she foolishly got attached to and then wouldn't give it up at the very end. Right. Before they drove down to the slaughter, you know, to the auction, said, Mom, I'm way too attached to this goat. I don't want to give it up. Right. And you figure it out there. Not after the contract is placed, the goat is auctioned off. Right, because what if Senator Brian, whatever his name is, right? What if this was like the first goat up for auction, and the opportunity cost was passed by on every other goat that went up for auction because he had already purchased his, and has now missed out on that opportunity to purchase another one because of the behaviors and, and acts of this woman and her child, even though he was amenable to it later on, right? I want to believe that that's more publicity because he's a senator, and less so because you know this is the way things work. I, I get it. <laughs> Final thoughts? Uh, no. All right. That'll do it for us then. You guys know where to find us. Anarchistexperience.com on Telegram, t.me slash anarchistexperience or t.me slash the anarchistexperience. And if you would like to contribute to this show financially, you can do so through Patreon, patreon.com slash the anarchistexperience. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll talk to you all next week. Peace. <laughs>